I See Star Wars, a podcast by collectors for collectors. Welcome to another exciting episode of I See Star Wars. This is episode 25, and I am here with my co-host, Philip Brown. How's it going out there in sunny California? Man, I tell you, Mike, I'm hanging in there. Um, it's been one of those, uh, you know, you know, I've been out of the game for a, a little while here, had a little bit of a disaster here at the house, the proverbial waterline break in the kitchen. So I've been out of commission for a little while and I haven't been paying attention too much lately, but I'm back in the game. Um, happy to be back and, uh, uh, ready to uh, move forward with uh, a new podcast and looking forward to ICCC 2021 coming up. Well, I'm excited too, brother, and I'm excited that your house doesn't look like Camino anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh man, well, you know, today, I just hope uh, one little note. Yeah, you know, I know, I'm sure everybody has heard that proverbial uh, uh, water main break in the kitchen kind of a thing that you've heard your friends say, and it's like the worst thing in the world when it actually happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the Star Wars was all up high, yeah. Oh, yeah, Star Wars is safe. No losses in that respect, that's for sure. Well, cool, brother. Um, Today, what are we doing? We're doing FX7. FX7 is our figure of this podcast episode. IC101. You must learn the ways of the Force. You excited about it? Medical droid? Yes, in fact, FX7 was the first Star Wars action figure I got under my pillow from the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> you used to get Star Wars action figures from the Tooth Fairy? I used to get a dollar, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FX7, yeah, we'll dive right in uh, to this little uh, Jedi learning lesson. And uh, FX7, well, FX7 started out uh, Empire Strikes Back. FX7, if you don't know, um, since this is audio, he's the medical droid where his arms, he has a whole bunch of arms that stick out from the center of a trash can, and he's got the little head that lifts up, and uh, he came out on Empire Strikes Back, that was his very, very first time uh, being in stores for us to purchase, and uh, he came out, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Power of the Force, he even had, um, it's like really, really rare. I've never seen one right. in person. Power of the Force FX7 is insane. Possibly only prototype or pre-production. I'm not sure. Um, right. I've seen pictures, but that doesn't help anything. And then yeah. uh, they had him on a tri-logo card and in baggy. FX7 was one of those very unique things. It was very different than the other, most of the other action figures. In fact, even most of the other droids. My qu- question for you. Yeah. Do you know any collectors that have an FX7 focus? Um... I don't know anybody with an FX7 focus, but there's yeah. a, you know there's a lot of different variations and stuff. It would be a fun focus. It, what does he has? The, he's got a, a head that swivels 180 de- or 360 degrees yeah. like R2, right? Uh, the static arm, single white arm, and then eight movable arms that are kind of placed around the the, the circular uh, the circular base. Um, and apparently, uh, there's two main variants, particularly in the the rotating head. Um, do you know much about those? Uh, I just know the paint color variants. Like there's one that was red glossy. There's one that's like a dull red. There's one more of an orange. Um, the paint variation is on the eyeballs. Um, yeah. There's a tall Appear- neck or something. Isn't there well, one with a taller head? Well, or it's actually what it is, is there is there. Uh, I could just say no the, and let you do it. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> <laughs> no. there, there's a tall version and a short version, and apparently in production, 
um, at the base of FX7, there's a little circular ring that they would glue on, right? That ring came loose a lot, both in production and in homes and play. So I guess at some point, and I don't, I'm not exactly sure, at some point, uh, Kenner just said, forget it. We're going to stop putting the, that bottom ring on and sell FX7 without it. So it was a little bit shorter. Um, huh. I got to say, uh, FX7 was, so at the time Empire Strikes Back came out, I was 10 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, in the first 20 minutes of Star Wars, there was a whole bunch of wow factor, right? Um, in the first 20 minutes of Empire, you know, before the ADAT, before the Battle of Hoth, um, you know, uh, Luke gets scraped up by the the uh, the Wampa. Uh, Han goes out and finds them. That you know, cuts open the, you know, puts them inside the Tauntaun. Uh, the wow factor for me came when you saw Luke in the back to tank. That was the first thing that hit me as as sort of iconic for for ESB. And uh, of course, who was in that scene? Two one B and FX seven. Mm -hmm. And the reason, you know, as I look back, the reason it hit me so much is because Lucasfilm really evolved the droids in in my opinion at least in empire strikes back right a lot more mechanics a lot more uh, uh interesting droid variants they, they didn't look like you know 70s domes rolling around on freaking um uh, uh carts and things like that there were there was a lot more attention put into it fx7 was one of those that really stuck out to me so uh uh, having a little bit of an affinity for this this figure, um, and when I got him under my pillow, I played with him for. I've still got him somewhere in the house here. <laughs> so, well, FX7, I think it's a good figure too. I do like the way the arms come out. Um, I think it gets a bad rap because it doesn't have legs, because it doesn't walk right. around, it doesn't really have any way to. I don't know, but it was like a medical droid. It's more like a soda machine or something like that, you know? It doesn't really right. have to go anywhere. It has to just right. go move around that little area in a medical wing. But, um, right. yeah, FX7, um, there is also, there is, uh, there's black bands around the neck and head, and those are variations as well. There's variations mm -hmm. of that. But they're they're all over, so um, it's something fun to check into, and it's a cool, uh, it's a cool focus to have. Nobody it is. Has it. Why not? It you know just a little bit of Star Wars trivia. Uh, while FX7's appearances were uh, uh, um, specifically that droid were uh, specific to ESB and Return of the Jedi, FX series droids have since appeared all over. They've appeared in the Clone Wars. They've appeared in uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I don't know if you remember running around. If you needed to heal your character, you would hook up to an FX droid to get healed, right? And then, oh yeah, yeah, Battlefront. yeah, yeah. And then in uh, Revenge of the Sith, when uh, the transformation of Anakin into Vader at the very end, uh, there's a couple of FX droids doing their their job on Vader. Of course, they get crushed when he has his force meltdown, and then <laughs> that uh, that no, that everyone hated, but. Uh, <laughs> They've uh, they've made their way. Uh, the FX series has made their way into quite a bit of uh, Star Wars canon. Yeah, no, he's still around. Um, you still find him on medical frigates, I'm sure. But no, mm -hmm. he's. Uh, they have a. Um, I think there's a, there's even a Lego set I have that's got FX7 in there. So that's what? pretty cool too. Yeah, totally. There's a back to tank Lego set. For somebody it, who likes uh, back to tanks. <laughs> <laughs> about how about how old is that? Uh 
Oh man, I think Andrea and I built it probably a year ago. Wow. Like I don't think it's that old, man. I mean, we probably bought it a few years ago and it probably just sat in the the Lego yeah. pile. You've seen the Lego pile. Oh yeah, like the Lego yeah. pile with the ceiling. We always buy them when they're out so we don't miss out and then we put them in that corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. We put them in that corner until we get around to them. But yeah, you're right. It is all the way to the ceiling. Right, right. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, fun figure, good figure. I got, uh, you know, the entire ESP, you know, we're, we're closing in on the end of the 40th anniversary, Mike, but yep. I got to say, you know, the, the, the original 12 back, 21 back line, those original Star Wars action figures, they had a wow factor because it was all brand new. But I got to tell you, the ESB line, uh, almost all the, they, they took them to the next level. There was so much exciting stuff that came out uh, uh, during that time uh, through the ESB line. And FX7 was one of those that really stood out to me. It was lots of fun. Yeah. Well, they mm. were able to do a lot more, too, and they were able to spread their wings a lot. And in the Star Wars galaxy, there's tons of awesome different characters. Right. Um, the main characters are pretty much, you know, guy, guy, girl, guy, dog. Right. You know, <laughs> trash can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to... Metal I'm, guy. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to... Mike, I'm going to bring up Modern just for a second, but I think you're going to like what yeah, I have to say. Go ahead. I just no. bought Modern. What did I buy? Let me think. I literally just bought it. Right. Oh, it's these five art FX statues that go together to make a Boba Fett. You get like one piece of Boba Fett in each one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I bought them all, and they're each like 100 bucks each, man. I don't know what I did, but now I have them. So Crazy. That's good. So so, so just, just a, a note, and, and maybe it's because I'm an old man. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the 3.75... New, but since 2014, since uh, the Force Awakens, right? One of the most disappointing things to me about the entire run of all three. Oh, by the way, they barely had any 3.75 for uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, but uh, it lacked. It, it was what you said: girl, guy, girl, guy, girl, guy. There's very little. Uh, what I missed was the droids, the aliens, the magic, and um, uh, uh, the, that uh, the original. Kenner line brought. Um, I, I was really disappointed in the entire run with these with these new movies because it was they were all human basically. And yeah, mm-hmm. we love Ray, we love Poe, we love Finn, we love uh, 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 Kylo, but it, there were so many variants of those on, on different cards and not enough of the the cool background. I mean, like who would have thought that Hammerhead? would have been a cool figure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he got bought like crazy. And, um, you know, they didn't do that for sequel trilogy. Well, I wonder if it's because it didn't have the time to mature like the Kenner line got to. Yeah, Because if you think about it, people really didn't buy the first ones. What you do is you go with your main characters. Mm-hmm. And those are the main characters. Right. But, you know, people didn't buy them. I don't know. You know, people didn't buy them that much. I think the reason mm-hmm. why people didn't buy them that much, though, is you have a very valid reason. Because you know what? I know a lot of people that collect. You remember when they were coming out with all those Disney droids, the droids from Disney World? Yes, That were yes. like the carded droids. And right. uh, I know a lot of people that collect all those different colored droids. Droids are mm-hmm. hot. But, yeah, you're you're right. It was just like, here's a human, here's a human. And you know what the problem was with that, man? I think the biggest problem is the playsets. There was no playsets, oh, yeah. and the vehicles were like mm-hmm. they had rubber noses and rubber, uh, rubber laser 
guns and i mean it just it was all crooked because Mm -hmm. it just didn't hold shape because it wasn't a good enough strong enough product to hold shape and i'm sure it's for ultimate safety reasoning so no one stabs their little brother in the eye with an x-wing nose exactly but i mean man i would like to meet the guy i'll tell you what if you are out there and you have lost your vision in an eye because your little brother stabbed you in the eye with an (laughs) x-wing 40 years ago i will give you a free ticket to the convention Nice. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, I don't know. So why ruin the, the stuff like that, that way? And Exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. There mm-hmm. were a lot of explosions and stuff like that in all the new movies. Exactly. Why not make figures that can make explosion things? I mean, figures right. shouldn't go backwards in 40 years. They should no, go forward. Right. They should move forward. I mean, FX7 and ESB, if I'm not mistaken, was only on screen for maybe 20 seconds at the most, yeah. right? But yet they made a figure of him, and it was just so cool as a kid to be able to have that. I mean, even in The Force Awakens, they had all that stuff in Mazda's castle, right, that they could have made, and they didn't do it. But anyway. Well, I you know the Jim, the Jim Swearingen story and the Kenner story where, like, they would they got to see the Star Wars movie, and they would go with cameras and take the pictures yes. of things that were interesting to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that's lacking nowadays is they don't have creative people. They should have right. the designers and the actual sculptors and stuff like that, like they did way back in Kenner's day. They right. should have them go together and watch the show and see what is interesting. It seems like they just got a list of the characters they're supposed to make from Lucasfilm or whatever, and that right. was that. They just knock right. it out. And that kind of stuff, It's and they're doing it off of one picture, you know, oh, this is who Poe is, make him like right. that. And back right. in the day, it was like, oh, look at that weird droid in the corner because there's somebody who has the vision to make a Jawa robe out of the sock he happens to be wearing. Right. That happens to see a weird whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's that's that is something that I do feel is lost today because there is so much of that, you know, that corporate sterilization. Right. You know, you would actually literally just send your sculptors to the movie with a hand camera together. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with things like, wow, look at that X-Wing. And they chose, you know, they chose what to create. Right. And uh, I think that was something really, really smart that George Lucas did. He said, go ahead and you guys know what you're doing. Choose what you want to make and mm-hmm. I'll take a big chunk of the, the dough. <laughs> exactly. Well, and by the way, that process thankfully led to the blue snaggletooth. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Right. But that's a figure for another podcast. Yeah, we haven't done Blue Snag yet. We'll we'll hold them for another podcast. Well, there you go. There's your FX7 information. You got anything else for them there, Philip? Uh, I think that's about it for now. Well, cool. What are we going into now? Uh, are we going to do the uh, news? Yeah, the news is next. The news. Give me regular reports, please. Right. You have something I want. Dark Dark Saber. Saber. It will be mine. And the Razor Crest is so beat up. Yeah, it is. I'm glad they didn't, like, grow up Baby Yoda over, like, a weekend. Or, sorry, The Child. Season streaming October 30th on Disney+. October 30th, right around the corner. Right, that looked like a shot inside a Star Destroyer or something. What the heck was that? It did. And, yeah, it did. It seems like there's a lot more from the original trilogy that's going on in this thing now. Right. 
that looks messed up. We're watching the <laughs> that tr- we're watching the trailer and it's the uh, Razor Quest flying in and the back is all banged up. Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. That looks good. Yeah. Tuscan Raider on the Vanta. The songs of Eon's past. I can't wait. Tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You think she's a Jedi? You expect me to search the galaxy? Uh, that looks to, to be a race the case. of enemy sorcerers. Yeah, because she does the disappearing thing too. Mm-hmm. This is the way. That sigil looks great on his arm. Yes. Very excited for the X-Wings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's great, man. You know this is no Tara place Dune. for a child. Jetpack. I go, he goes. So I've heard. <laughs> Man, Little I love those things. Dope. <laughs> yeah. This is the way. Well, new season streaming October 30th. Well, what do you think of that, Philip? Dude, that's incredible. I'm, I, I mean, obviously, if you haven't figured it out by now, guys. We uh, are talking about the Mandalorian, yeah, and uh, I know we're all pumped. Um, Mike, I got a question for you. Yeah, what do you got? I'm sure this has been answered somewhere, but uh, but you're the guy. Seven. Seven. Okay, that's my answer. No. <laughs> Why do some Mandos have jetpacks and others don't? I think you have to earn it. I think everything on them is made Beskar. Um, yeah, and I think it's like. You know what? I think it's very much like any kind of military situation. The mm-hmm. higher up you go, you get like sniper training. You get to you get certified on a sniper rifle. You right. get helicopter training. You can fly a helicopter. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it's in Mandalorian. That's a thing. You know, uh, I bet you that large rifle he has, the the plasma mm-hmm. cannon or whatever. I bet you that is the same kind of way. Just like the sigil. Just like the armor. Right. Uh, the jetpack. I think it's. Either uh, one of two things: it's either how much Beskar you have in order for them to make it for you, mm-hmm. or it is levels like a military thing, or where you just keep moving up levels. Like now you have this certification, this certification, or shoot, man, like contracting. I mean, you're, right? You know, if you're certified to do electric, if you're certified to do plumbing, so right. you will br- bring up the contracting thing for you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So crazy, man. Something I didn't know, but. Uh, Man, how about the uh, that that lead up? Man, uh, October thirtieth can't come soon enough, huh? Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited, man. I mean, I wish uh, I wish that Favreau would send me a copy early, but he never <laughs> does it. I mean, I write him constantly and ask nicely, but no, I, uh, I I'm super excited, man. I I love Mandalorian. I think it's super awesome. I uh, that brings me to a little ICC con point. I was thinking about it the other day. I woke up the other mm-hmm. day. And I was like, you know what? We're the only Star Wars convention at all in the entire world that's Star Wars focused for the next two years, minimum. Um, And I was like, think of all those people that have created Mando armor or, you know, 
anything from the Mandalorian, they haven't been able to share it. That's how long this has been going on. That's crazy, Isn't right? Isn't that wild? So mm-hmm. come on out, come on out to ICCCon, share your Mando stuff. I mean, I even have a really cool rifle. I've never been able to like show anybody. You've seen it. Oh but, yeah, uh, it's like awesome. And uh, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's such a bummer. So I, I am excited for that. I'm excited for, uh, for Mando, and I'm excited to see what it brings. I'm excited to see all the different Mandalorians this season, and also mm-hmm. I have a feeling all right here's spoilers and there will be spoilers so tune out but maybe they're not spoilers because i don't know anything i'm just guessing right but i think there's going to be ahsoka in there because there's somebody contracted to be her yeah there's going to be boba fett in there because it sounds like tamara morrison has been contracted i Mm -hmm. think there's going to be uh i think there's going to be the dude that stole boba fett's armor whatever that nerd's name was i can't Uh, remember the the, uh the the, the, the rank was it the Rancor Keeper guy? No, no, not the Rancor Keeper guy. It was who's the fake Boba Fett? You go ahead and Google while I keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah fake yeah. Boba Fett. Mm. But uh, he steals Boba Fett's armor supposedly. But I think that's who Timothy Oliphant's playing, and I think he's great. You ever watch Justified? No. Ah, oh, dude, watch Justified. It was really cool, man. Yeah. He's like a U.S. Oh, and- Marshall guy. Nice. By the way, the fake Boba Fett was Jodo Cast. Yeah, that that nerd loser. Dirtbag. Dirtbag. <laughs> Jodo Cast. Yeah, so I'm thinking that he might be Jodo Cast, and then Boba Fett comes along and he's like, hey, man, that's my stuff. Right. You know, but um, mm-hmm. there definitely was that sound in the Gunslinger episode at the end that was definitely Boba Fett's electronic sound from episode yep. one. And you heard the Spurs that you heard mm-hmm. in Empire Strikes Back. I'm pretty sure. With as far as I can figure out, that the exact same audio is used, like it's the exact same audio clip right. used in uh, the special edition of uh, the Millennium Falcon on Tatooine scene with mm-hmm. Boba Fett. That audio and right. the the spurs from the Empire Strikes Back scene where mm-hmm. he goes into the uh, where he walks in where Vader is waiting at the dinner table. Right. So. Yeah, go give it a listen and check it out. Tell for yourself. But I think that's what's going on. And uh, what well, do you think is going on? Are you excited about it? I, I think uh, Favreau and Filoni took us back to the Mos Eisley Cantina for the first time since 1977, right? Yeah. So I don't think there's any doubt that we're going to, you know, see at a minimum uh, Boba. And, uh, you know, there, there's big talk about Rosaria Dawson playing Ahsoka, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, you know one of the things that really uh, you know knocks the Mandalorian out of the park is its its uh, throwbacks to the uh, to the OT, and so I think we have a lot to to uh, look forward to. The thing, well, the most the thing I'm most excited about is uh, you know I remember back in the day from you know being in the Star Wars fan club back in the 70s or 80s or whenever the heck it was. Um, and being told that the Yoda's background, planet, origin, race, species was a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. And now uh, looks like we're going to start to get those answers. Maybe and, if he finds where he goes. Right, right, right. But just the journey will be fun enough, right? Sure and, enough. Uh, and, of course... Uh, you know, with the reintroduction post Order sixty six, uh, or actually post Jedi, um, the reemergence of, of Jedi somewhere. 
Dude, so many timelines. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, man. You need a uh, they. I always used to like it in the Star Wars novels. Mm-hmm. They would put the first page would be the timeline, so you could right. always keep on top of it, right. and it would have all the different books, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, but it's it's after Jedi, right? Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely after Jedi. Five years after Jedi. Yep. And, and that's uh, why so the Empire really, is so broke. But the thing is, is now so. they're throwing Ahsoka in, which is technically, well, shoot, let's do some math. What is she going to be, 40, 50, 50, 60 years old? 50? Well, the, the question is how long to Togrudas live. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, she, uh, that might because, be like three. Yeah. Right. So because she was she was middle-aged by the end of Rebels when uh, Ezra and Thrawn disappeared. And she um, was like 14 in Clone Wars. Correct. So she was probably in her 30s at the end of Rebels. Mm-hmm. So maybe 40 or 50 kind of a thing. She's going to be the uh, uh, if she appears she's going to be the old wise Je- uh, she would, she was she a Jedi at that point? Well no, cuz she left the Jedi order. She left the order, that's right. I think she went Padawan to you get to be a Jedi and she was like, "Nah." Mm-hmm. And then right. she went and moved spice. Mm-hmm. And then she dumped her spice load, and then she went to the right. people that she owed the spice to, and mm-hmm. she tricked all their minds in order right. to make it okay that she stole all their stuff. I had a real problem with that episode, man. If you, <laughs> if you want to go back a little bit. She right. she went there because her bike broke down. You remember that one? Yeah, her bike that was broke the whole down. thing. The bike broke down. That... So she right. goes with these two smugglers, and she goes with the two smugglers. Now, this is way after Jedi Academy, all her training, this, that, and the other. She goes with two smugglers, goes, picks up Spice, which we know is no good. Right. Goes and dumps. The, the Spice gets dumped because one of the girls is going through an existential crisis or something. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the place where they owe the Spice to these guys, and the guys are like, where's the Spice? And she's like, well, we don't have the Spice. And then she messed with her, did Jedi mind tricks on their brains. Now, the thing is, is Jedi mind tricks on their brains is so bad that, like, in every one of the books and everything, Luke is feeling bad of how he used them too much in the beginning, like in Jabba's Palace. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're a compromising thing for a Jedi. And nobody even mentioned that. So I did have a problem with that. But Mm -hmm. otherwise I do like Ahsoka and I am excited. She's going to the Mandalorian, but (laughs) that one little section of that one episode, I was like, a Jedi would not do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't do that. Right. It's like, Oh, my motorcycle broke. So now I'm going to go on a drug run from Mexico. Are you kidding or something? Come on. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I didn't like it. So there's my rant for, Exactly. Some random well, episode hey. of one episode she was in, but right. <laughs> uh, but if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure someone will correct me if uh, if I am, but the last time we seen Ahsoka in canon was at the end of Rebels, uh, when she was uh, uh, with Sabine after Ezra and Thrawn disappeared. Right. I agree that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when she had the awesome fight with Darth Maul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was awesome. That was the. That was an unbelievably great episode right outstanding well uh mando october 30th i'm pumped yeah i'm pumped yeah well I'm, so uh, yeah well leading right out of the mando uh haslab has their new thing out um since mm-hmm. last time we were going and haslab is putting out the uh razor crest from mandalorian right. um are you back in it I am back in it. Uh, I am back but in I it think, as well. I think I only got one. How many did you pre-order, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got three, man. Uh, <laughs> well, the reason why is, you know, I got that buddy out there in California, and I had to give him one, and he always forgets, so I'm sure he's going to forget again. So uh-huh. I got one just in case he needs it. 
And then I got one to open and I got one Uh to keep. And I tried to do the one to open and one to keep for the the skiff there or the sail barge. But uh, it was so big and he needed one. So I wanted to be nice. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, but this is different. This is like a Mando ship. Exactly. I mean, it's not like some Jabba's pleasure cruise. I, you know. Right. Exactly. This one, I want one to open and one to keep left alone. (laughs) <laughs> but it looks awesome you see the uh 3d printed thing they have oh yeah it looks amazing um i can't wait so what's the timeline on that again i mean i uh, gave them money and then checked out so what was the uh... that's pretty much what i do as well as i give them money mm-hmm. and i check out it comes out in like a billion years i don't know I yeah. don't have the timeline in front of me. I have no idea. And to tell you the truth, I remember the last time when the sail barge was coming out, I was like, wow, right. that's taking forever. Oh, no, look <laughs> at that. I just found it. 11 mm-hmm. That's not. Oh, no, that's what? when they're going to stop taking money. backers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, the, there's no uh, definitive date yet, unfortunately. Right. Um, it is cool, and I do have a maybe spoiler alert thing. Did you see? Uh, the first... Uh, the first thing, let me see here. The first thing that they added, what they do is when it hits certain higher numbers, they mm-hmm. uh, unlock extra things. Extra things, yeah. right. The first unlock is an escape pod add-on. So there's an escape pod on the top of this thing. <laughs> but we haven't seen him use an escape pod for any reason. And if you mm-hmm. notice in the trailer, the Razor Crest is really messed up. Right. So I wonder if there's an escape pod. Maybe that's a... A secret that is being leaked by the uh, by the by the uh, what is it the Razor Crest uh, Hasbro thing? Crazy, crazy. You know? Hey, little break. Speaking of escape pod, Mike, thank yeah. you. I received my oh. escape pod in the mail. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no my, my my most recent acquisition is that pod. Um, I was missing an escape pod for my Land of the Jawas playset, and uh, um, Mike, you were so gracious to to track one down and send me one. I know they're out everywhere. Uh, I could I could easily find one on eBay, but it's much better to get it from you. <laughs> no worries, man. I came across it, and I remember how uh, you always tell me that's one thing you're looking for, and I'm like, well, yeah. that's like the easiest thing in the world. But uh, I did see one, and I was like, that's going to you. So I'm glad awesome. you could use it, dude. Uh, they're coming out with two more unlocks on that uh, Mando thing so far. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Baby Yoda you get. That one's already secured. And now right. they're going for 13,000 backers, which I think they're going to do blindfolded, man. Yeah, I mean they're at how many? Let me let me check right now what the current backers are. There are eleven thousand two hundred seventeen backers, and they got twenty five yeah. days left. They're gonna right. hit that blindfolded. Yeah, um, you know they they struggle to get five thousand for the uh, uh, the sail barge, right? Yeah, but the sail barge was Jabba's pleasure cruise, not a Mando super spaceship with exactly. carbonite blocks and what? Mm-hmm. It and just the showed... only refresher in Star Wars. Yep. Despite the fact it cost a million bucks, it just shows that the HasLab model is, is working pretty well. Yeah. Um, and keeping keeping the fandom excited, uh, the, the, keep wetting the appetite of the fandom with really cool, like intricate yeah. sh- ships and and playsets. So good times. Well, those carbonite blocks that they're coming out with man, are awesome, and they actually mimic the carbonite blocks from the show. When he had mm-hmm. the four people on Carbonite, they're the ones that are in there. Right. So it's great little Easter eggs that they are starting to do like that, which I really, mm-hmm. really enjoy. Um, it's great. Maybe they are starting to send some sculptors and designers back into the thing. But HasLab is different. HasLab is like 
nerds making things for nerds. It's like that, what is it, the section of like Nissan, where or mm-hmm. I think it's Lexus or something, where they make like yep. a bazillion dollar car that's awesome, but it costs three times to produce than what they actually get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So what else well, is in the news, brother? Well, actually, I, I have another question for you. I mean, it's a little okay. bit of old news, but not really old news. But, you know, we saw X-Wings in the Mando trailer, and, and yep. we're talking about the Razor Quest. Um, how are you liking Squadrons so far? I love Squadrons, dude. Yeah? I wish I had more time to play it. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, is, I always liked flight games, always. Um, I really liked X-Wing versus TIE Fighter back right. in the day. Um, I've heard some complaints of people. Um, mm-hmm. and the complaints are, number one complaint is, it's a kind of basic game structure, and you just look from character to character. But the thing is, is it's VR. And whenever I say it's a VR-based game, those people are like, it's on virtual reality? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of missing the point. It doesn't have to be super immersive as a single player staring at a screen. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. But as a VR thing, I mean, you're looking around an X-Wing, a Y-Wing, mm-hmm. a TIE Fighter, a TIE Interceptor, a mm-hmm. TIE Bomber, and you're able to fly those vehicles in virtual reality, at least on the PlayStation. That's what I have it for. And, right. man, that's a that's a dream. And yeah. what they did is they kept – I know a lot of people are like, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. But they kept – like, if you played X-Wing versus TIE Fighter back in the day, there was, like, mm-hmm. you had to put your shields on front, you had to put your shields on back, you had to right. upgrade the power to the shields, the power to the lasers, the power to the... You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. those things. And that's the same way this is. You have to really take control of that ship and handle it. Some people right. are having a problem that you can't look backwards. You can't look backwards in an X-Wing right. and check if your R2 is shot up. You know mm-hmm. what? In X-Wing well, versus TIE Fighter, you can only look directly through the window that was pressed up against your face. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It was... Mm-hmm. It's totally no. It's totally different. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't got it yet. I'm going to. Well, and, and I've got to get the VR headset. But I just remember what, you know, when I was out there like in June or July, we were sitting on your uh, beanbags playing the VR, uh, Battlefront VR, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's I about I, the same thing, but just totally uh, a whole new storyline. Dude, it's like you're flying an X-Wing. <laughs> exactly. How could people hate? Plus, they put it out at thirty nine ninety nine because I guarantee that they knew that people were going to be like, oh, it's such a basic game. I totally got ripped at 60 bucks. But the thing is, is that's because they're not thinking of it. They should have put VR in big letters mm-hmm. on the front of it. You right. know? Um, but I think a lot of people don't have the VR devices, and I understand that it's obscenely expensive. I just happened to luck out a couple Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but it's so cool. So if you have the opportunity, go over to a friend's house, Purell it, wipe it down mm-hmm. with Lysol wipes or do whatever <laughs> you got to do, but pop your head into a VR machine and try out Squadrons. It's awesome. All right. Well, I got something that, well, I don't know if you know about it, Mike. Um, <laughs> probably not. Is it modern? Uh, uh, well, well yeah, yes and no. Yes. Okay. But uh, so Mandalorian comes out October 30th, as we've talked about. Uh, do you know what the next release is? What release for Mandalorian? Uh, well, Star anything Star Wars. Uh, is it that Obi-Wan thing? No. Well, they, yes. But um, are you ready for another holiday special? Oh, yeah. I did yeah. see that. <laughs> I am excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the Star Wars Lego Holiday Special. Yeah. Uh, and we all know how much everyone loved the one from the uh, the 70s. Um, yeah. So it was horrible. It, it was horrible. But, uh, you know, the uh, our, our standards in the 70s were, were, were pretty low. Yeah. But, but Lego, uh, <laughs> they make great Lego shows, man. All of those Lego shows are very silly and funny. I like them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Billy D. Williams is signed on. That's cool. Uh, Anthony Daniels is signed on. Nice. Uh our good friend James Arnold Taylor is reprising his role as Obi-Wan. That's awesome. And Kelly Marie Tran uh, is going to be there. And apparently nice. the storyline is um, uh, it's after Rise of Skywalker. Rey is continuing her Jedi training uh -oh. and apparently uh, finds an object that takes her through time where she gets to meet Star Wars legends throughout the Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, so the setup sounds a hell of a lot better than uh, uh, what was, uh, um, uh, oh, God. Uh, the original what was one? Lumpy and... Lumpy, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Good tie-in to the v virtual reality there, man. Lumpy had his own virtual reality device, and it was extremely creepy. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, go Google the holiday special and Lumpy. This yeah. is a family program, though, so we will move on. Exactly. <laughs> Did you so, see the uh, – I don't know if it's true or not, man. I just saw it on Facebook today. But the Lego set for that, where it's just a hand, um, Luke Skywalker's hand with his lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome, and it's got a bow tied around the hand, a red bow. Oh, I would be hand. Yeah, man. I, I don't know if it's legit or not, but if well, it's not, that's a funny picture somebody made. Holy, maybe that's what she... You know, that was supposed to be the, the MacGuffin, right, in yeah. The Force Awakens. So maybe that's how they're going to bring that back. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Well, so it'll be, be a little bit morbid for a Lego uh, show, but... No, I don't... Yeah, well, I don't know. Everybody knows the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Mike, there's something I want to know about. Okay. Uh uh, tell me about the IC Armory. Ah, the IC Armory. Yes, Philip, you you weren't here for recently, so you, you're, mm -hmm. you're a little bit behind. But for anybody else that doesn't know, IC Armory is a website. It's going to be icarmory.com. Um, it's under construction, so you don't have to bother going there yet. But uh, it's going to be a website, and we're going to release it at ICCCon in April of 2021. And what it's about is it is going to... Um, carry the baton, take, uh, take, take the reins and carry the baton from the wonderful folks at Imperial Gunnery. Imperial Gunnery has a wonderful website, but unfortunately it never gets updated anymore. And, uh, unfortunately these repro people are getting better and better at creating repro. So it has to be updated quite quickly. It has to be a crowdsourced project. Um, something like, well... Something like Wikipedia, but for vintage Star Wars weapons and capes and variations and stuff like that. Um, that'll tell you the factory where a weapon is and this, that, and the other. And it allows all the members of the IC to help out. Um, to create this. So hopefully by the time the convention uh, comes out, we will have a good base. We will have a good way for you guys to upload photos and stuff like that. We have a great way for you to take photos at home that are very, very uh, bright and vibrant and clear um, that cost literally nothing if you have a smartphone. Um, and there's, there's lots of good innovations that we're going to do. So you're going to be able to submit um, things you have and then it'll be crowdsourced and then we will have all the variations we will have all the repro we will have all the or repro identification we will have all the 
all the different kinds of identifications that have been somewhat lacking. Um, I mean, they they did a great job, but the problem is, is the website is too antiquated to be updated constantly. And it goes years and years and years with bad information that everybody knows is bad information, but it is such a... I don't know, you know, you know, like imagine turning on like a Commodore 64 to change code in the background. I mean, it's right. it's tough job and I understand and that's why um we offered to help update it. We offered to help redo it. Um they said they didn't really want to redo it or anything like that cuz it just seemed like uh, a bit too much work for their current load. Um but they wished us luck and they said feel free and so we are. Um so, it will be there for everyone for free. And everyone can share and help on it. And what we're going to do is it'll uh, probably start off with all the spaces for everything, but probably just the 12 backs or maybe even 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first 12, first 21, by the time ICCCon happens. Right. And then it'll continue to get full. Um, so everyone could submit their different variations of Ugnaughts and a man a man. Because the thing is, is... Vintage Star Wars has changed so very much because the, mm-hmm. the figures are worth more. So what happens is people are looking into the figures more. Um, when something is worth more, you admire it longer. That's just a fact of life. Right. Um, so what happens is when people are admiring these things longer, new information is coming to light. For example, Luke Stormtrooper. Now, the hook with Luke Stormtrooper is Luke Stormtrooper is a uh, figure. I know it's not the figure this week's podcast, but um, I want to talk about it really quick anyway. Luke Stormtrooper information is, uh, it says that he comes with a definitive black blaster. The blaster is 100% not see-through, even with light pushing through it. It is 100% black. And that re- that that blaster currently goes for about $150 fair market value, which is a very high price. Um, it is a difficult to find blaster. You can only get it with what is it, Ken Kezibon, um, and maybe another droids figure. Anyway, this black blaster is not necessary for Luke Stormtrooper. The reason why is because he also came with a blue black blaster, a very very common blue black blaster. Um, it'll cost maybe twelve to fifteen dollars to get a Stormtrooper blaster that is perfectly fine to go with Luke Stormtrooper. He came with a blue-black blaster on some Power of the Force cards and on most Tri-Logo cards. Um, There are carded examples that prove this, and people have known this fact for years. I've been saying it since 2015. Um, I even had Steve Sansweet on an old podcast that said it um, when I talked to him about it. So it's still not updated. It's the information is just so old and completely outdated. It's not, it's not getting updated. And, um, it's due to time constraints and due to the ability with, um, the outdated, it's an outdated website. So we're going to make it more user-friendly. We're going to make it for everybody. So everybody can come and help and teach and learn and grow this hobby together. And that'll be what I see armory is. So there's a ton of people that are knowledgeable out there that can help build this thing. So, uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be another great feature of the, uh, the IC uh, family of uh, sites. Well, that's a great thing, man, is it, it allows everybody to come in and join and help. Because the thing is, and I've been saying it since the day I started majorly collecting and becoming somewhat of a, uh, a figure in this hobby, uh, I started saying everybody has a little bit of information um, about everything. But some people are a 
complete expert on certain things. And what we need to do is we need to take those people that are complete experts on certain things and help bring their knowledge together with other people that are complete expert on other things. That way, all this information comes together in this nice big website, and it's completely open for everybody to join, everybody to help out. We do have a wonderful uh, team that is putting it together, and you will see more and more posts about it coming up, but you can always check it out, uh, icarmory.com as soon as it goes live perfect can't wait to see it cool brother right and uh unless there's anything else i think that's the news for this episode the news ask mike i'm glad you're here to tell us these things Ask Mike is a post I put up on the original Imperial Commissary. If you want to check it out, it's www.imperialcommissary.com. You can find the group there, the main group, the Imperial Commissary on Facebook, and there are 24 other subgroups. Check them all out. All right, the Ask Mike section, what happens is I put up a post on the Imperial Commissary. It says, ask me anything in the comments. Ask me about the IC, about ICCCon, about Star Wars, Music City Havens, IC, Star Wars, anything. And I'll do my best to answer it off the cuff on the airwaves. So I have the post up. It does have responses. It says 19 responses. So let's get into the responses. Uh, the first one up is Shandle... Sh- uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Sean, Lon- Sean Lando Thrawn G. Sean, you keep changing your name, brother. It's so long now. It's four words. Um, and it's always different. So you tongue tied me, but that's okay. I know Sean, he's one of the admins of the IC. He's a good dude. Um, you ever get to the point where you're like, sigh, I'm so sick of Boba Fett. Never, man. I need to collect someone else. Paplu, here I come. No, absolutely not. Um, I do... I don't know. I've seen so many Hong Kongs and so many Taiwans. I mean, I only pick them up if they're really cheap, uh, to put with the tower or on the skiff or on something or... Um, but I don't really hunt the loose ones as much as I did anymore, but I still love Boba Fett. I love everything about Boba Fett. I'm so excited for Boba Fett. Spoiler alert. Um, I think he's going to be in the next Mandalorian season and, uh, that's probably going to blow my mind. So I would really like to see that, but no, I can never get sick of Boba Fett, but I do collect other things. Um, I don't only exclusively collect Boba Fett, even though that is my focus. I collect lots of other things. I collect top toys and I collect bootlegs and I collect, what else? Some carded figures, uh, carded figures are never my favorite. I collect swag, um, swag. If you don't know what swag is, it's, uh, stuff people create. They create it, uh, for conventions and and i do it for all different conventions i collect the swag and what they do is they give it away or trade it like patch for patch stuff like that and i have a whole wall that i covered in corkboard and it's covered in swag so i do i i collect lots of other things um i also collect watches i collect pens i collect hmm I think that's about it as far as really, really collect. Mostly star wars but um yeah for example i got hooked on uh there was this magazine that came out in mexico and my brother lives down in mexico i go down to mexico every year and i have a bunch of friends down there and it came out with this little die cast helmet and that die cast helmet it had every single character you could ever think of in the star wars universe that ever had a helmet and there were a ton of them i've been buying them for years and i have every single one and that's something i went down a rabbit hole and that's even modern and nobody even knows what it is and i can't even tell you what it is to google it um but i have every single one (laughs) 
All right, next one. Uh, David Gilligan says, Sean, you should collect Oreos. David Gilligan loves his Oreos. Alexander Gambin, awesome, Michael. You've got a really lovely radio voice. Makes fun listening. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. No, but I, I appreciate it, Alexander. That's uh, nice of you to say. I do have a lot of uh, wonderful folks that stream this or listen to this or grab it off iTunes or off of, uh, oh, whatever the heck Android is, Stitcher, or I don't know. I am pretty much as out of touch as you can get for somebody that has a podcast. But, um, yeah, people stream it all over the world. It's really crazy. It was really big, and I think it was uh, Argentina a few months ago. So that's that's pretty cool. I don't know... I, I always say when people bring that up, I say, wouldn't it be funny if 10 years from now I'm throwing an ICC con and somebody walks up to me and they uh, go, hey, how you doing, Mike Havens? Uh, I learned how to talk uh, English from you. And they have all my crazy, weird vernacular things that I say. Um, you know, how you doing? Something like that. So something like that. I mean, I could go all day. But um, thank you very much, Alexander. It's always nice to, to hear that. Um, Next up, Hudson Bill. Bill Hudson, what was your favorite cosplay at either ICCC? Um, my favorite cosplay at ICCCon. Definitely, I love the Stormtroopers always. Because um, Stormtroopers, I always thought, were like the coolest thing. I wanted them outside my door. Um, one day when I grew up, I would like them outside, like on my walkway. But uh, <laughs> it's funny how you grow up and you don't do that. I might go, go do that. I don't know. We'll see what Andrea says. But... Uh, no, always the stormtroopers. Um, I love to see Philip when Philip did the emperor outfit. That was really cool. Um, of course, Heather's uh, Princess Leia was incredible. Um, the girl that does Jen Urso down here, Jen Urso down here, looks exactly like Jen Urso. Um, the guys from the Revelation, Mid South Garrison, Five Hundred First, stuff like that. I I love seeing the troops out in full force. And the Mando Mercs, my Mando Mercs. I love my Mando Mercs. But uh, it's like a whole bunch of Boba Fett's. Before there was even the Mandalorian, the Mando Mercs were like, I don't know. I don't know if Favreau saw them at a convention once and was like, I should make a show where there's a whole bunch. Well, no, it wasn't Favreau. Filoni would have been the one that made a whole bunch of different Mandalorians. But I don't know if Filoni saw him at a, a convention one time or something. It was like, oh, I should make a whole bunch of different Mandalorians because it is. It's the best outfit. It's awesome. Um, but I love that stuff. Uh, let me think. You know what? Uh, there was a guy as Greedo that was awesome. The Han Solo uh, Mike was awesome. Macho Man, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was great. I love all the cosplays. Even the guy that was like the that won this year, he was uh what was it, Dead Mouse with a kilt stormtrooper? It was awesome. Then you had JT Carroll Spain that did the uh Pirates of the Caribbean, the uh what was it? Captain Jack Sparrow. He's Captain Jack Sparrow in a stormtrooper outfit, and he's totally in character and he's spot on. He's really uh I like him too. But no, I, I don't I don't know. I uh I can't just pick one favorite, but come out, come out, come cosplay. Come, uh, I don't know, come play. Why not? It's super duper fun. <laughs> uh, Anthony Kakavel. Anthony Kakavel. Your order, the man, you order the Mandalorian Razor Crest. If so, will Boba Fett be allowed to ride inside? In my house, Boba Fett can do whatever he wants. Um, he's Boba Fett, so he's allowed to run anything. He will be flying the Razor Crest. And yes, man, of course I bought a Razor Crest. I bought three Razor Crests. You want to know why I bought three Razor Crests? <laughs> 
What happened last time, right, is I bought uh, two skiffs, or sail barges, rather, two of the sail barges from the HasLab thing. And I like the HasLab thing because they really make a cool product. I mean, that sail barge, it's a phenomenal toy. And I'm sure they're going to do the same thing with the Razor Crest. But um, the, the HasLab sail barge came out, and I had two. And I had one to open and one to keep because I do that a lot. And the one to keep, it was just so huge. It's like a five and a half foot tall box by like three feet or something. It's massive. And uh, so the one to keep wasn't really working out. And then I had a buddy of mine that was like, oh, man, I really want one and I forgot to buy one and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, no worries. So I sent it out to him, which it was I had to send it out to California. But um, so I gave him that one because I didn't want one to keep. But the thing is, is that was... That was a, just a Jabba sail barge, um, or else I would have kept it. Uh, it was just so huge. The thing is, is this one will probably be massive just as well. It's huge. But it's a uh, Razor Crest, and it's from The Mandalorian, which is sort of about Boba Fett. Without Boba Fett, there is no Mandalorian, and I love The Mandalorian, and I love the Boba Fett, and I love the Razor Crest, and uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I bought one to keep one to open, and then one for when my friend writes me in another six months and is like, dude, I totally didn't see it happen, but he's a good friend, so I don't care. But, um, yeah, one one for just in case, and then we'll see how big it is, though. Maybe I can, I don't know where I could fit it. Who knows? We'll see. I wish Barnes didn't leak, because then I could put Star Wars stuff in there, but Barnes definitely leak. <laughs> Always. Uh, next up, Amir Esh... Eshiragi. Sorry, man, if I completely chopped up your name. But like I said, there is no prep here. So, Amir, let me answer your question. I'm curious about Music City, being music musician myself. Uh, music City is Nashville, Tennessee. Um, music City Havens is... What Music City Havens is, it's a uh, thing I started years ago um i put up a website when i was first collecting star wars toys to get rid of my extra stuff and that was music city havens and uh not when i was first collecting but when i first had enough money to collect and had actual overflow and that music city havens website i used for a little while till i found out there were facebook pages that had um star wars stuff on them so then i joined the facebook pages i built the ic stuff like that and uh it kind of fell by the wayside and I didn't really use it. Now I find myself with so much overstock because I'm doing so much planning for IZCCon that I have restarted Music City Havens. So musiccityhavens.com will be working soon. Um, also, you can go search it on Facebook, just Music City Havens, you can search. But Havens is my last name, Michael Havens, and Music City is where I live. So Music City Havens. Um, but that's about it. I used to do little toy shows around here with stuff under the Music City Haven's name. We're going to start doing that again. And I have two guys that have come on to help me. Uh, Jonathan Pushker and uh, Michael uh, Lester. Sorry, couldn't remember. But um, it's going off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, they, they are helping me. They help uh, ship some stuff. They help sort some stuff. When you're looking at 500, 600 Luke X-Wings, you know, not true, not 500, 600, probably like 60, 70 Luke X-Wings that all need to go with blasters and stuff like that. It's good to have help. So that's what Music City Havens is. It'll free up more time because I'm in full convention planning mode. I mean, we're six months away. It's time. Um, so I'm doing contracting. I'm setting up vendors. I'm 
the club tables. I'm pretty sure the club tables are full. Um, I'm probably going to call that soon. But uh, if the club tables are full, then I will call it. But you can still submit if you don't make it in um, and somebody cancels, then we'll reach out to you. Uh, but the club tables are going to be announced soon. We're just waiting until after the uh, after the elections. That's what has to happen because nobody's nobody's listening to anything else now. That's why I, I'll probably have two people listening to this podcast. So thank you very much to the two of you. Please send me a message and I will shout you out on the next podcast. <laughs> Scott F. Butler is next. Have you been to Third Man Records headquarters in Nashville? Ever thought of recording anything in the booth there? Some spoken word, perhaps. I was in Nashville for a convention, only three days, and I love the city. Third Man was a big highlight. Brother, I have no idea what that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Third Man Records, I don't know. I know Music Row. I go around Music City. I could play the saxophone poorly. Um... I, I don't know what Third Man Records is. Um, I have never recorded anything. Contrary to popular belief and uh, Alexander Gambin, um, nobody thinks I, has a, I have a nice radio voice or singing voice or anything like that except for uh, a few people that, that tell me that they think that on uh, the IC or whatever. But um, no, I don't know anything about music. Less than, less than nothing. I've been to maybe four concerts since I moved to Nashville 17 years ago. It's just not my thing. I'm a nerd. <laughs> like, back in the day, everybody would be like, what do you listen to? I don't know. I mean, I I listen to everything from the Beatles to Biggie to Sinatra to... But they're all dead. The 40s radio station, they're all dead. So there really aren't concerts for who I listen to. Um, I did see... Paul McCartney in concert, that was cool, but I'm a Beatles fan, you know, um, I don't know, everybody, every, all the songs I like, they're old and dead, I don't know, maybe that's why I collect Star Wars, I'm just old, I don't know, I've always been an old soul, I mean, when my friends and I, I remember my friends and I, here's a little story, which I guess doesn't matter anymore, you can't get in trouble for stuff like that anymore, there's got to be some sort of statute of limitations, but we used to go up to the Turning Stone Casino in Rome, New York, and I remember going up, and we were 17 years old, and we happened to have a little bit extra money that we pooled our money, and we rented a limo, so we would look cool. And uh, the Turning Stone used to let you gamble at 18, but they never checked ID. So we were up there at 17. We all had cigars, and we got out of the limo, and we went and played cards, and, you know, we had a nice steak dinner. And, I mean, this is a bunch of 17-year-olds. Like, it wasn't like, we got some money, dude. We're going to go get a keg and drag it into the woods and, like, hang out in the woods. We were like, nah, we're renting a limo. We're going up to the casino, and we're having cigars and steaks with the boys, you know? And, uh... So yeah, man, I uh, I miss the music stuff, but I I could I could tell you sports stuff, I could tell you Star Wars stuff for sure, um, but yeah, music, Sinatra. <laughs> that wasn't even your question, but no, man, I never been down a third man. Um, Jez Allison, looking forward to it dropping. Jez is really cool. Um, Jez, if you don't know who Jez Allison is, look him up. J E Z. Allison, A-L-L-I-N-S-O-N. He's called the Running Stormtrooper. What he does is he puts on Stormtrooper kit, and he runs in marathons and stuff like that. Now, I can't put on Stormtrooper kit and take a nap because I'd be too hot. Um, but he goes and he runs and he raises money for charity. I don't know the charity offhand. I think it's like Make-A-Wish or something, but I don't want to be the guy that 
pigeonholes the charity, whichever one he gives to. But he's a good guy. He does a lot of work. Go check him out. It's uh, I'm pretty sure it's the running stormtrooper. You know what? I'm going to look real quick while I'm talking here and just see if I can pull up what it is um, because I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. All I know is he definitely runs in a stormtrooper outfit marathons, and that seems like such work. Um, here, let me pull it up real quick. Because I want to give him a pitch, and I want to talk about Jez, and I want you guys to help him uh, raise money there because uh, he raises money for a good cause, and he's a good guy. Uh, here we go. Uh, it is Make-A-Wish and Spread a Smile Foundation. And Jez didn't write what it is here. I don't know. He's the running stormtrooper, honestly. It, I don't have exactly what the name of his thing is. But search Jez Allison. I'll, you know what? I'll find a link. I'll put a link in the description on the podcast. Go listen to the podcast, www.imperialcommissary.com forward slash ICSW. But a uh, big shout out to Jez. Dan Kissel is next. Can you give us one big name drop for ICCCon? Absolutely, Dan. Michael Havens will be there. No, man. <laughs> no. The reason why is because what happens is if I give away information like that, then it ends up spreading that information, and then people go, oh, that's cool. And then they forget about it because tomorrow, both the people running for president spend $3.5 billion on advertising. I got to wait, man. I, this is If you guys want a nice convention, a good convention, um, that is around for forever, that is for collectors, by collectors, stuff like that. I have to run it right. But I love you, brother, and I'd love to tell you everybody that's coming, but um, I can't. I can't do that. Um, not yet. It has to be. I have to follow the rules. You remember I said last year, right after right after ICCCon uh, 2019, what did I say? I said, listen, it's gotten a little bit bigger. They're not allowing me to say certain things or do certain things just my way. I have to listen to helpers. Um, so it gets done correctly. So that's what I'm doing. I have to listen to helpers so it gets done correctly. But, um, no, it's, it's too big for one person now. Um, even the IC is too big for one person. Shoot, even Music City Havens, even me selling vintage, extra vintage Star Wars toys is too big for one person. Um, and all of that goes to fund the ICC con because I really believe in it. I really do. I believe that people will always need somewhere to get together as people, not as... I don't know, big giant bags of money for corporate domination. <laughs> uh, next up, Richard Trosclair. Mike, thanks for all you do for the IC community. What one of your favorite non-Star Wars movies? Uh, favorite non-Star Wars movies? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is like, one of my favorite movies of all time, but obviously I'm a Star Wars guy, so I'm going to say Indiana Jones. So all the Indiana Joneses, obviously. Uh, but I watch a lot of movies, man. I love everything. I love everything from, I don't know, the Three Musketeers that had, you know, Tim, it wasn't Tim Robbins. <laughs> I like Shawshank Redemption. Um, any kind of movie that's a good movie, I really like them. Um, I don't watch horror. I don't watch scary stuff. I just don't like it. I personally believe if you leave that stuff alone, it'll leave you alone, and I stick to that ethos. But um, no, I don't know. A whole bunch of movies. I like The Game with Michael Douglas. If you've never seen The Game with Michael Douglas, go watch it. Fallen with Denzel Washington. That's kind of scary one, but I don't like scary movies. Um 
anything epic I like. Braveheart or uh, Gladiator or Air Force One, get off my plane. Anything like that is, you know, oh, yeah, I like stuff like that. I like stuff where, uh, I don't know, I like action movies. I definitely like comedies. I wish they'd make more comedies. They don't seem to really make comedies anymore unless it's like, there's something about merry comedies where they're a bit pervy, and that's the comedy hook. I don't, I don't love that. Um, I don't know. I love Disney movies. Disney movies. I watch the new ones. I like the new ones. I mean, I didn't love Frozen, but I don't think I was the exact target demographic. But then again, I loved Moana, and I don't think I'm the exact target demographic for that either. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I love Moana. But no, I, I, any kind of movie, man. Happy movies. Uh, sad movies are okay, but I don't love them. I like mob movies, The Godfather 1 and 2. Um, Godfather 3 never happened. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, oh anything. Anything. Any, any, any nifty movies. I don't know. I, I see a lot of movies, actually. I've probably seen most of the movies out there that are not horror or scary. Um, Terry Leaders. Oh, and thank you very much, Richard, for the... Uh, Kind words there, brother. I appreciate it. Terry Leaders. Hey, Mike, what is your favorite Star Wars playset? You know what? I don't love Star Wars playset, but my favorite, like, the paper ones, I, I, I'm never going to be like, I like those. I always thought they were phoning it in with that, and it was just a money grab. I don't love paper playsets. Um, my favorite by far is the Hoth um, Imperial Attack Base, and that's because I remember it from being a kid. I still have mine from being a kid. It was actually technically my brother's originally, but um, I still have it from then. And I remember blowing up that bridge and blowing up the wall of the bunker to let in the rebels and stuff like that. And I don't know, that's definitely my favorite playset. Unless you count the Millennium Falcon as a playset, which it's, it's a vehicle. But it has places to sit figures, so I guess it could technically be a playset. But no, if you're not counting the Millennium Falcon as a playset, Imperial Attack Base, Hoth Imperial Attack Base. If you're counting the Millennium Falcon, then obviously the Falcon. Uh, Dan Loisel. I'm sure we're all concerned with where the country will be in the fight against COVID-19 in April. I knew somebody was going to ask about it. That's okay. I like Dan. Dan's a good guy. He's up in New York. Uh, what has it been like to plan a huge con in the middle of a pandemic, and what measures are being taken to make this a safe and fun event? I'm sure this has been a huge challenge also with booking guests, especially with current overseas travel restrictions. Love you, brother, and hope to see you in April. I love you too, brother. All right. Here's the plan. Here's the plan, Stan. What's happening is me, your, fair, your, fear, your fearless leader... Me? No. <laughs> What's happening is uh, I'm starting to go to things. I'm starting to go to conventions, toy shows, um, smaller conventions, smaller toy shows, stuff like that. I'm seeing how they do it. I'm seeing how they keep it safe. The thing is, is people are so happy to be at these things. Even right now, if ICCCon was to happen right now, I am completely confident we could do it safely for everyone. And the reason why is because all it takes is it takes a little bit of space, which we do because I'm a big guy and I don't like being jammed up. But it takes a little bit of space, which we do. It takes people in masks, which half of the attendees are wearing anyway, um, every year. So I'm not worried about that. I mean, it's not hard to put a little medical mask underneath the stormtrooper bucket. Um, so we'll make sure everybody does that, which is fine. I mean, that's easy. If you ask everybody to wear a mask, hey, you know what? In order for us to all play together, we got to wear a mask. I remember when I was a little kid, 
if I wanted to play with friends, sometimes I would have to finish my vegetables on my plate, you know? And if you got me eating carrots and peas and whatnot, I, I'll wear a mask to a toy show to go see my friends. But um, all, it, all it is is it's masks and people respect your, each other's space. Everybody has hand sanitizer, which, by the way, which, by the way, ICCCon Volume 1, way back in 2018. I can't find one. I don't have one on my desk. But it doesn't matter anyways because this is audio for a podcast. Um, I, I had a chapstick and we had, a, what was it, hand sanitizer. We had ICCCon The Hand Sanitizer. So, I mean, we've been, we've been ready for this forever. I'm I'm not worried about it. I mean, it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible virus, and the people that have contracted it, I feel so bad for you. Um, if you have contracted it and made it through it, I, if you happen to be immune because of that, I mean, shoot, I I would start working. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would start going to things, going to conventions. But also, I do believe honestly and truly that we live in a world that is full of very, very smart people that when it really, really matters, they come together and they work together to achieve one goal. And the one goal that we have currently is to beat this thing, uh, to find some kind of virus cure, to find some kind of antiviral drug, to find some kind of magical whatever it is to fix it. Um, and I am supremely confident by the beginning of the year we'll have something like that. But that's way above my pay grade, and I know nothing about it. And you asked me about how I'm going to keep ICCCon safe. I'm going to keep it the same way that Walmart's safe, same way that uh, Home Depot is safe, the same way that everywhere that you go every single day is safe. And I know it's a lot different in some places, but um, down here in Nashville, Tennessee, I mean, every single county except the one that Nashville is in, the mask mandates and stuff have been lifted. And even if those are lifted, if there's no virus or cure, or if that's still a controversial point like it is now, we will require masks. And the only reason why is because why not? We'll have a mask contest. There you go. You heard it here first. On October 15th, 2020, I just said we will have an ICCCon mask contest. And we'll have the judges stand five feet away. We got good video cameras anyway. I'm not worried about it. But, um... It'll, it'll be good. And hand sanitizer. We'll have hand sanitizer everywhere. You know, it's no big deal. I've already found where I can buy the things that you walk by and you put your hand under and it just spits out some. I mean, I'm really not worried about it. I, I think we'll always be safe. And I think that a lot of the things that people, uh, a lot of the things that people do now to protect against it um, are taken care of by our four star hotel that we're in. Shoot, brother, I think we'll live. And the reason why is because we're moving from a rodeo with a dirt floor to a four-star hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> we'll have so many people cleaning, man, I wouldn't worry about it. But um, it'll, be, it'll be good. It'll be good, and whatever that bridge is, when we cross it, we will cross it. But I've been going to toy shows and stuff like that. I've been checking them out, um, doing the research, and they're working. They're working. I mean, I was up at the Cincinnati Toy Show. Shout out to James Ford, CTS Promotions. He's a really nice guy. Go check out his shows. He's got them in Cincinnati and in Columbus, Ohio. Um, but it was a great show. Tons of vendors. Tons of vendors. It was bigger than I've ever seen it. And I've been going for years. And uh, tons of attendees. So I don't know how the vendors did. I didn't talk to them. Um, 
I don't know how James did. I didn't talk to him after. I mean, I know how it is after you throw a show, you're beat for a few weeks, you know, because you're doing so much work ramping up to it. But um, it was invigorating to go to. Everyone kept their distance. Everyone was very nice, you know. It, it, it was all clean. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. I I had hand sanitizer because I still got some left from the first year of ICC Con. You'd be surprised how many bottles of Purell you have to purchase in order to get your brand printed on them. <laughs> Next up, John Peck. Is Daniel Logan a repro boba? That's funny, because Daniel Logan played uh, baby Boba Fett. Uh, he played uh, Boba Fett in the prequels. And he's saying, is he a repro one? Because he's a clone of Django Fett. But, um... No, he is not Repro, because just like the Retro Collection, that uh, character is owned by the franchise, so therefore they can make as many of him and change the story however they like. They own it. But uh, Daniel Logan is actually a really good dude. Um, we talk all the time. He came as a guest star to last year's ICC Con, and um, we've really, really become actual friends. Like, I mean, we'll talk a couple hours here and there every single week, and uh, he's just a really kind person that is a really smart guy that is helpful. You know what I mean? He's super helpful. I like Daniel Logan. Philip Abrahart. I'm interested to know what you do for work when you're not hunting for vintage Star Wars. Uh, I have a trucking company. I have a trucking company, www.interstar.com, I-N-T-E-R-S-T-A-R-R.com. Two R's at the end, like railroad. And then I also run art galleries, www.icgalleries.com. The IC does not stand for Imperial Commissary. It stands for International Contemporary. But um, I like when I make things match up like that, so I could be like, hey, thanks for calling the IC, and it could be for anything. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> imagine that but no it's uh it's contemporary art uh african and south american art i started getting into that see what happened is the trucking company started doing well for me and uh it got me to the position i'm in and um that allowed me to branch off into collecting some extra things with some disposable income like cool star wars toys and uh art stuff like that like i said before watches pens stuff like that um but no, that's that's what I uh, that's what I do in real life. Is I have a trucking company and I re- I have art galleries um, that have nothing to do with Star Wars, believe it or not. Uh, you know those little puff pastries. <laughs> I always tell this story, so I'm sure some of you have heard it. But you know those puff pastries, the little ones that come in the little plastic white tub, and they got the little puff pastry. They're like that big, and they fill them with the cream. I'm doing that big. Uh, they're about the size of like a golf ball and they fill them with the cream and uh they're in the freezer in that white tub that big white tub and uh those are me they come in from the netherlands and i bring them to the distributor um warehouses well i don't personally my trucks do bring them to the distributor warehouses and they bring them to the local stores by you and you bring them and put them in your freezer and then you take them out and you are supposed to thaw them for like 30 or 35 minutes and nobody ever does but they're still delicious but they're way better when you thaw them for a little while but you will eat the entire bin of those if you leave them out on the table but they're at every like christmas party or whatever they're always there they're the puff pastries i don't know but that's me so there you go um i move the containers of those i don't actually make them or eat them (laughs) i don't really like pastries i like ice cream uh next up 
Uh, Phil has another question. Uh, what's the most expensive Star Wars figure that you own and your favorite and why? Um, most expensive? I don't know, man. Probably the Kim Simmons photo sample. It's a photo sample, Boba Fett, uh, that Kim Simmons, he's the man who shot Skywalker. Check him out, the man who shot Skywalker. Kim Simmons, uh... He took the pictures for the card backs and stuff. And the card backs and stuff, like the yellow picture with all the figures sitting up on it, uh, Kim took those pictures. He took the picture for the front of the Millennium Falcon box, for like the front of the ATAT box, lots of the boxes that you know. And this Boba Fett was in one of those advertisement pictures he took. So I'm sure that one would hold a pretty penny. But I'm friends with Kim Simmons and I'm a Boba Fett collector, so I don't even know. I haven't even looked into it. Um,. Other stuff, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that would be the most expensive piece. Um, my favorite piece is definitely, I've said it before, some people have heard it, um, the B-Wing Pilot. I have a Power of the Force B-Wing Pilot Minon card. It uh, is graded AFA-50, and it sits at the center of my collection room. Uh, the reason why is I bought it when I was little. I used to save up money um, doing lawn mowing, stuff like that, babysitting. And I would go to my mother through mine away in Torrington, Connecticut. And uh, I would take the money with friends. You know, we'd, we'd all go and we'd hunt our vintage Star Wars toys. We'd go there and we'd go to a place called Winchester Antiques up in Winstead. Um, and we would go there and we'd spend all the money that we made all week on this stuff, on this old Star Wars stuff, because we were really into the movies. We used to watch the movies, the sleepovers all the time. Uh, so we were collectors way back then. And I remember the first time ever I saw a mint on card power of the force. Cause we were in Torrington, Connecticut. If you think about Torrington, Connecticut, it's the Northwest corner of Connecticut, which is pretty much as far away from Hartford as you can get. And as far away from New York city as you can get and still be in Connecticut. I mean, we didn't have like KB toys. Well, we did have a KB toy stores, but we didn't have like any other toy stores. There were no Walmarts back then. There were no targets toys r us was 45 minutes away i mean we didn't have just tons of stock of star wars toys so when you would go to my mother through mine away or whatever you'd see what they had and uh i remember he had a yak face once we didn't even believe him that yak face was real for a little while until it was um and we we checked it out but uh it was uh sorry hold on one second my computer's beeping at me but um it he, uh, he, one day, just there was a carded figure, and that carded figure was a Power of the Force B-Wing pilot. I never saw a carded figure with a coin. Um, so I thought it was an ultra-rare salesman one, sample, whatever, prototype, pre-production, blah, 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 blah. So I bought it, you know. It was, I think it was like $45 at the time, and that was a lot of money. I mean, it was a B-Wing pilot on card. It was probably worth 3 bucks, but still. I didn't know that at the time, and I just knew it was the only one I ever saw with a coin, so I bought it. And I saved it, and I saved it. I saved it all through high school, all through college, all the way up until, shoot, about eight years ago now when I really started heavily collecting again. And uh, my mom sent it down in a tub of toys that I had at my house. That's where my Imperial Attack base I was talking about before and my Millennium Falcon came from. Um, and uh, she sent it down with those toys, and I sent it into AFA. Uh, because I already knew. I was like, oh my gosh, remember being so young and you thought this was going to be like worth more money than anything in the whole world because it was the rarest one ever. But uh, it's just a regular old Power of the Force B-Wing pilot and it's, shoot, it's not even like perfect. It's just a beater one, yellow bubble, and uh, it's my favorite piece by far. And that's because, I don't know, lotto tickets, for example. Lotto tickets are not selling you 
a win. What they are doing is they're selling you the ability to dream until you know your numbers didn't hit. And that's what that B-Wing pilot did for me. So it always have a special place for me. Uh, David Robinson, Mike knows Star Wars, hashtag. Thanks, man. <laughs> I like David Robinson. He uh, runs the Swig Group. It is the swaggiest, swiggiest Star Wars group known to man. Check it out. Uh, Roy Roden, if you could sit down with one person who is no longer with us for a conversation, this can be anyone, not just from Star Wars, who would it be? And what is the first question you would want to ask? Wow, dude. It's like existential or something. Um, I don't know. Winston Churchill. No, I don't know. That would be boring after five minutes. I mean, it would be cool and everything. Be like, I talked to Winston Churchill, but... Uh, maybe Ralph McQuarrie? And the question would be, what gave you the ideas for the Star Wars characters? Because a lot of his characters are still used, but you said not Star Wars. Um... I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not really that kind of guy that has those, oh, if I could only talk to Abraham Lincoln, my life would be complete. I'm not... I don't I don't have that. <laughs> ah, all right, I got one. I would talk to Walt Disney. I would talk to Walt Disney, and I would have him give me a rundown of every single business philosophy he has ever had since the dawn of time. He did something amazing. He saw that the world needed magic. He created it, and then he gave it to people. And yes, did it eventually make him rich? Sure. But he wanted to create magic for people. He wanted to create a magical place, and he did that. He did that. His whole life he did that, which was amazing, and I'd like to really know more about him. And uh, you can't really tell that much from docudramas and stuff like that, because they always change it up. And I'd just like to know, I don't know, I'd like to know if he, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know if he feels the way I do when I open the doors to a convention. And that's personal. But there you go. I really I really feel that way. I feel like he was a kindred spirit because he knew that the money didn't matter, the idea didn't matter, the way you did it didn't matter, the swamp of Florida didn't matter, the rodeo in Franklin didn't matter. As long as you had the magic and you just wanted to give that magic to people, they would see that it was a good thing and support it. Um... So yeah, Walt Disney. Wow, there you go. You made me pull that one out. Anyway, let's see if we have... I also went live when I started recording this for everybody listening on the air on the podcast. So I will uh, look onto the questions here on the live feed really quick and we'll do those. Um, and then we'll call it an end for this segment of Ask Mike. Thank you very much, everybody, for asking your questions. I do appreciate it. Um, Dustin Ray, Hasbro announced they are putting out another Boba Fett on a Jedi card. That's cool. Hasbro owns it. They can do whatever they want. Um, people are saying hi. Squadrons Tournament at ICCCon. I would love to have a Squadrons Tournament. Squadrons is the new video game. Um, we're going to probably talk about that, but I've been playing that a lot. Total VR experience on PlayStation 4, um, if you have all that equipment. Uh, but it is uh, super duper fun. You get to fly X-Wings, TIE Fighters. It's it's super duper fun. Y-Wings. <clears throat> Jeff 
Jeff Moganani, no question, but giant thank you for taking time and answering questions and giving guidance. Always, brother. Rob Meglio, he had a, uh, he says hello, he had a, a, con, er, a uh, live sale on the IC yesterday. Uh, Matthew Fennell, hey, Mike, what originally brought you to start up the IC and ICCC? Well, uh, Matthew, um, a lot of folks know this, a lot of folks don't, but um, I was, I've always bought lots of Star Wars toys since I really had enough money to buy lots of Star Wars toys, and uh, I was giving them away on another group. And uh, I was doing a contest where I would take a figure and I would zoom in really, really far, take a picture, make that picture black and white. It was the Who Am I contest. And I was doing that contest and some of the admins of that board uh, accused me, excuse me, I had to take a drink, accused me of doing that contest for, um, to steal people's addresses so I could rob their collections. <laughs> um, this frustrated me and they kept giving me grief and people still to this day still give me grief. Um, but it's okay that you can't make everybody happy. Uh, but what I did is I said, okay, that's fine. Forget it. I'll start my own group. And that was the Imperial Commissary. Um, so it grew and it grew and it grew into a whole bunch of Facebook groups, podcasts, a whole bunch of different people, blah, 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 blah. And then what made me start ICCCon is I was sitting at a giant corporate celebration or no, a giant corporate event and uh, a corporate convention. So I'm sitting at a corporate convention, and at this corporate convention, I'm in the VIP room, and I have a very expensive badge around my neck, very expensive badge around Andrea's neck, and we're eating the world's worst portion of orange chicken that I just paid like 30 bucks for. Um, and I'm drinking an $8 Coca-Cola. Dave O'Brien was there. Uh, <laughs> you can ask him. Uh, Dave O'Brien was there, and uh, he... Uh, He's going to actually do table games for us at this ICC con, uh, which is a new section we're bringing in. Um, but Dave O'Brien was there, and uh, my wife was there, and I slammed that Coca-Cola down on the table, and I said, this is nonsense. I can do it better. And I was frustrated. The VIP didn't work. The, the line skips didn't work. The VIP room was folding chairs and a tepid water cooler in the corner i mean an icc con vip room is all the food you can eat all day long ice cream snacks uh chairs uh free jump aheads there's swag there's specialized signage there's a special room just for you i mean it's awesome you get to enter early it's awesome it's so much a billion times better just the food you eat at icc con vip uh could pay for your ticket blindfolded but, so, uh, that's, that's the reason why I did it, and uh, that's the reason why I started it, and that's the reason why it is going on, is because I was frustrated. So, um, I think the way you could look at it is pretty much everything I do is because something really, really ticks me off, and I say, that's injustice, and I do my best to fight that. No, I mean, <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but that really is something strong in me. I find that... Um, People that do things without honor and take advantage of other people, I don't like that. So I try to, I don't know, bring their whole world down around them. <laughs> no, I try to do my own thing better in a nicer way. That's what I try to do. Um, next question. Eric Bevelo knows all the secrets. Daniel Logan is watching me. Well, cool, man. There was a question about you before. Good thing I, I said I liked you. Moana is great. Um, it didn't cry during Frozen. What surprises are in store for ICCCon? Assuming you like to spoil surprises. Ross Barr. Ross Barr. Um, you know what? I'll give you guys one surprise. Um, there's this really cool thing. It's called the Artemis uh, Game Room. 
And what the Artemis game room is, is it's essentially a whole bunch of monitors and chairs and stuff like that that are all set up in a room. So it's a totally immersive VR experience that you go in with, I believe it's four or five of your closest friends, and you go through different missions, whether you want it to be Star Trek Enterprise mission or a Millennium Falcon mission or something like that, where you all have different jobs to do, much like uh, something that happens to be at a uh, theme park somewhere. Um, there will also be more star cards. There will also be an escape room. I'm also putting a band by the pool. Um, no, but the biggest surprise that I think you guys will like the most about ICCCon coming up is the, uh, the, the venue. It's the Sheridan Music City Hotel. It's a four-star, beautiful venue in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, it has free airport shuttles back and forth from the airport every 15 minutes. So everybody that comes from overseas doesn't even need a car. Um, and it's just it's a beautiful venue. And the thing is, is since we're renting the entire thing, um, <laughs> we get to pretty much do whatever we want. So there will be cool stuff in the hallways. There will be cool stuff in the lobby there will be a band by the pool outside there will be i mean it'll be the mecca of star wars for the next two years honestly there is no other convention in the next two years that is a star wars focus con like icc con um so for literally the next two icc cons there is no other game in town if you've been working on mandalorian outfits if you've been working on stormtrooper outfits if you've been working on anything in the world you got a new captain america outfit you haven't been able to wear because all the other cons are canceled what are you gonna do you're gonna come to icc con because we got a contest anyway maybe you make some money Maybe you get a cool trophy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, but we have the contest judged by our guest stars. How fun is that? It's it's a different kind of con, you know? But there you go, Ross. You made me uh, loose lip sink ships, but that's all you get. Because uh, I'm not supposed to be saying anything yet. Chappy C. Chapman. Hey, Mike, you're such good people and asset to the collecting hobby. Thanks for always bringing the positive to my day. Always looking forward to your positive vibe. Much love. Much love, brother. I like Chappy C. Chapman. Chappy C. Chapman reminds me of, uh, what is it? I always tell him this, too. Uh, Iron Eagle. He always reminds me of Chappy from Iron Eagle, which is cool. You know? Doug Powers. Was it Doug Powers? I think. Time to die, Iron Eagle. Uh, next up, Michael Shumsky. Mask might cut down on fogging up, too. Yep. You know, I'm really not worried about sanitizer. It was popular before it was popular. You got it. Six months from now should be a much different world. Better therapeutics and hopefully a vaccine. Amen to that. Well, that is a great place to end the Ask Mike section. ICCCon update. Hey, Mike, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've been a little bit out of the game for a while, so I need to catch up on the uh, news on the ICCC updates. So what do we have going on, and, and what are we looking forward to for the next couple of months? Well, for ICCCon, what's going on is we're waiting. We're in a waiting pattern. Not really. Behind the scenes, we're doing lots of stuff, but we're in a waiting pattern as far as announcements and stuff like that. And the only reason why is uh, we have two, two fellas out there that are spending a, a few billion dollars a day um, that I can't afford, <laughs> and they're making uh, they're 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 making their bid for uh, the presidency of the United States. So uh, oh, those is, guys, yeah, there there is no point to. <laughs> 
to go and blab about uh, something else or ICCCon guest stars or how incredible the tables are selling or any of that stuff until after November. Luckily, that'll still give us six months, so I'm not really worried about it. Um, I just I think it's best to let them have at it uh, because there's no real point in... Uh, pitching it but if anybody wants to talk to me about it anybody wants to listen about it yes we are moving forward we are boring full steam ahead i already have a whole ton of contracts out um and signed from movie stars uh that will be appearing as guest stars we have a bunch of our vendor tables sold we have well over half of the hotel rooms already sold we have uh I think the club tables are sold out, man. Um, but I I'm, don't, pretty, I'm pretty sure that they are. They're, or that they're very close. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to figure out how to make everybody fit as best we can. So um, we've been doing those last that last room up there on the you know the Bell Mead one, man. That one is. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. That that. So we'll see. We'll see if there's more room for club tables. I don't think there is. But anyway, if club tables are sold out, you could still sign up for club tables. And then if somebody cancels or something like that, which does happen every now and again, people have conflicts. Um, then we can always add you from the uh, the waiting list. But as far as uh, as far as really hyping up ICCCon and talking about all the wonderful stuff, I mean, there's going to be cool stuff. They dragged it out of me earlier, man. I told them about the Artemis VR machine. Uh, that that room that that you guy that, does. You looked that out of the bag already. I did, man. It was on. I was taping the ass mic section on the live video on the IC, and Ross Bar pops on. He's like, "Come on, man, aren't you gonna have like something new that's cool?" Well, he didn't say it like that. He said it really nice, and I just like to pick on Ross Bar. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I was like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna have this Artemis VR thing, and this guy he makes a whole room, and he has a whole bunch of monitors, and you work together as a team of, I think it's six. Um, you work together as a team of six to just like do missions or do Star Trek missions or Star Wars missions and stuff like that. And it's entire virtual reality immersive experience. But um, yes, I did let that one slide, but that's a total waste. I mean, I'm going to have to tell people about it and shoot man 30 days. That's the thing. I say we yeah. watch Mandalorian, we get through the election. And then we start talking about uh, ICCCon heavy because there's a lot of great information. There's a lot of news, um, but there's no point in, there's no point in telling folks now, man, because there is too much going on as far as uh, who's talking on uh, the internet compared to me. You're, at, you're you absolutely know. right, and and you know there's going to be there's going to be a lot of changes after the first week of November, Mike. So I agree. Um, you know there'll be any uncertainty we might have about uh, the viability of, of ICCC will will go away. And oh, I have no uncertainty, man. I've known... Yep. Shoot, we booked this before coronavirus even happened, dude. December exactly. 16th of 2019, I right. paid for the venue. Yeah, we're not going to let this, uh, this mess anything up, that's for sure. Sure enough. Thank you for tuning in for another amazing episode of IC Star Wars. Thank you very much, Philip Brown, for being my co-host. Be sure to check out the Imperial Commissary at www.imperialcommissary.com. Follow us on Instagram at ICCC Nashville. Uh, we have a Twitter page as well at ICCC Nashville. Check out the convention website, icnashville.com. Also, go over to the convention Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash ICNashville. 
Bible. And also we have the convention Facebook page if you've already been or if you have questions about ICCCon, go on over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ICCollectorsCon. Also check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Imperial Commissary. We will see you soon and the next episode of IC Star Wars. Thank you.